live from FinCon 2017 in Dallas, Texas. This is the Adulting Podcast, adulting.tv. Special thanks to Ally Bank for sponsoring live podcasting at FinCon 2017 in Dallas, Texas. Welcome to Adulting, the podcast where we want to adult every day. Download episodes at adulting.tv. Welcome to Adulting. This is Harlan Landis. I am here live at FinCon with Miranda Marquette. As usual, how are you, Miranda? I am doing super great. I'm excited to be here. FinCon is my favorite time of year. It's better than Christmas time. Yay. And my voice is already gone. Lots of great stuff happening here at FinCon. We're excited to come back year after year. Of course, we've got the Plutus Awards coming up. Big event on Saturday. So we're excited about that. And of course, this is a great chance for us to get in touch and see people that we uh, we love seeing, financial writers, media, uh, advertisers, lots of great people here. And one of those great people is our guest today, Chauncey Maddox. How are you, Chauncey? Hi, I'm doing well. Thank you so much for having me. Yeah. Excited to be here. So why don't you tell us a little bit about yourself and your website and what you do? My name is Shante, and my blog is called MyDebtEpiphany.com. It's a personal finance website all about helping people get out of debt and, most importantly, change their mindset and just get past that. I feel like debt is just one of the, the hugest obstacles that we'll face financially if we want to do other things with our money, save, invest, retire, go on vacation. So I try to help people get past that obstacle change their money mindset, pay off their debt, start to do what they really want to do with their money, use their money as a tool to better their lives. So what does it mean uh, when you say a money mindset? I, I think it's uh, something that gets tossed around a lot, and I'd yeah. love to know exactly what that means. Okay, so to me, money mindset is how you view your situation, your financial situation, and what you think about money and your relationship with money, your views, your values. So you can either have, like, for example, like a really negative money mindset or just be like, I feel like sometimes you can mentally trap yourself. And when we talk about money, we think it's all about, oh, you need more money to do this, this, and this. An example of when I've had a bad money mindset is when I was younger, I was in college, and I didn't make a lot of money at all. I was to the point where I was, like, getting help from the government. Like, I was in a low-income apartment, and I was thinking, like, I just remember pacing around. I was like, hmm, if only I could earn, like, $1,000 a month. That would be awesome. I'd be able to pay my bills. I wouldn't have any problems. And mind you, that's not a lot of money, but that's just telling you what state I was in. I ended up getting a better job out of college. I made more money. It wasn't a ton. But I still had problems. I still had issues. I still wasn't able to pay down my debt and do the things I wanted to do. So my mindset wasn't right, and I wasn't thinking about money the way that I should, if that makes sense. Yeah. So what were you thinking about money? I was thinking that money was going to solve my issues. I was thinking that, yeah, basically that the problem was I didn't have money. And I feel like sometimes we do have money, we have resources, but our mindset is not dedicated and committed to doing what we need to do. Like the best excuses, you see someone like, oh, I can't save any money or I can't do this. But then they go out and they're going to concerts and other stuff. And it's like if your mindset's not there and you don't want to do that, you don't want to make that change, make that effort, you're not motivated, that's the biggest thing that can hold you back. Because 
I paid off. Um, I just made my last student loan payment this month, and I've Yay! never had a crazy high income. Yeah, thank you. So exciting. But if I would have sat there like, oh, I can't do this, I can't do this because I need to be making this, I need to do this, I would still be in debt and just not have moved forward. So. Yeah, and I think I really like what you talk about having that mindset because one of the issues is a lot of us view money as like the end. If I have the money, then everything else will follow. But in reality, money is really more of a means to the end. And you have to figure out what you want to have happen in your life and use it, like you were saying earlier, as the tool to get there. I like that idea of like flipping it around because... When you say, oh, well, if only I had more money, that puts the money in charge. You know, that says the money is the thing that drives me. And you need to turn it around and figure out, okay, what is it that should be driving me? What is it that I value? And what do I want as a goal? And then you ask yourself, how do I use the money to get there? Yes. And so I really like that kind of concept that you're yeah, talking about exactly. a lot. And that's the biggest step to take in the beginning. Yeah. You know? So how did this fit with, um, you know, you said you just paid off your student loans. So how did this money mindset help you as you were paying off your student loans? Well, first off, I realized that I could pay off my student loan debt because I feel like just seeing so many of my peers, everyone was okay with having debt, being in, just taking out, borrowing money and not paying it back. I wanted something different for myself. So the first change in my mindset with just believing that I could do it, that I wanted to do it, knowing I wanted to do it. And then also, like you said, Miranda, just getting the tools in place and just being motivated and figuring out like what my values were and what I wanted to do. And I had to ask myself why I wanted to do it. Um, I wanted more freedom financially. I didn't want to, have to owe someone money. I didn't want to spend 10, 15 years paying for you know, a college degree and things I don't even remember anymore. So, <laughs> so um, and I also focus on earning more money because I feel like, you know, money isn't everything, but it is very important, especially when you're trying to improve your finances. And from coming from a low-income background, I had to break through that mindset of being like, okay, I never really had a lot of money. My parents, uh, we've always been just average income. My mom became a single mom when I was in middle school and worked two, three jobs. I've never really seen anybody do anything and be able to be financially stable and financially independent. So I had to break through that, change my mindset and just break through and be like, okay, I need to be able to earn more money. It's okay to earn more money and I can earn more money and I, I deserve to meet my goals and to change my life. So. so what other ways did changing your mindset help your financial status? Well, it kind of just opened the door, I guess, for me to be okay with, I don't want to say dreaming, but just going after, like, what I, giving myself permission. I feel like, because I'm a mom, so I'll use an example of just when parents have kids, I feel like when you have a child and they're like, oh, I want to do this, I want to be this when I grow up, you're like, oh, yeah, honey, you can do that. You know, if you want to be the president or an astronaut. But then when we get older and we go to college or whatever and we figure out that life is hard and things don't go the way we planned, we give up on those goals and those dreams we had and we tell ourselves no and our mindset becomes more limited and we're just like, well, that's not going to happen. That's unrealistic. So I kind of just opened up to the idea of being able to do that because I started out with about 30 grand in debt toward the end of 2014 and then on my blog I wrote like, oh, this is an uphill battle because this is huge to me. I've never been able to earn, felt like I earned enough money to be able to pay this off. So just giving myself that permission. And then from there, after the mindset became the plan, 
and the why and all the tools and things I did to make that happen. So it's constant, though. <laughs> how, did, how did you realize that you needed to change your mindset? Well, I guess I got exposed to other people doing things that I liked and I admired. And FinCon is a great example of that because you come here and there's so many people doing so many amazing things. Everyone's super inspiring. And I saw, I started reading things online and just people like debt payoff stories. And that's what really motivated me. So I was like, okay, this person can do this. I want to do this too. I want the type of reward that it provides you. So. So you mentioned debt payoff stories, and you have your own now. Yes. Yeah, so you mentioned already that you paid off your student loan debt, and there was other debt on top of that as well that you were starting with. So yeah. what, what was it like at the beginning when you, when you were accumulating this debt, and what kind of feelings were you going through at the time? Well, I was just really not paying attention to it. I think like most people, I took out student loans when I had to. There was no money for me to go to college. I got a few scholarships, but... Nothing to really cover, you know, the bulk of my studies. And I was like, well, I kind of have to do this. I had my son with me in college, too. And I was like, I really want to better myself, get an education. And I don't want just being a mom to hold me back from doing that. And at the time, it was really no option. And then my other debt I had was like a high-interest car loan, which I kind of just had to get because I wasn't stable. I didn't have the money to, you know, pay for a decent car. And then my credit wasn't so good. So it was really high interest. So, and that was just kind of a need. So Right. So what was your max debt amount at the time? Well, I started out with about, when I started thinking about changing my mindset and trying to pay it off, I had about $30,000, about 21000 with student loans, and then about 9000 with the high interest car loan. Yeah, sure. That's a lot of money. Mm-hmm. And so yeah. uh, how long did it take you to pay that off? It took me just under three years. Yes, because I made the final, I took, I paid off the high interest car loan first because I wanted to save as much money as possible and pay less interest. And then I tackled my student loans after that because I had federal loans, so the interest wasn't crazy, but it was adding up to something every year. So then I made my last payment earlier this month. Nice. So now that you're free of all of that debt and that horror, what are you going to do with the money? Like, What is your next step as you move forward to reach your financial goals? I really want to get into investing more. Nice. Nice. Like, I really want to be financially independent in a way where if I want to keep working, I can, but I don't have to rely on that because I'm kind of just a free spirit and I don't want to be tied down to a job or anything. So I have this really crazy goal, but since I've changed my mindset and went through the whole debt thing, I know I can do it. I'm just going to announce it here because I haven't really told anybody yet, but I want to save or I want to invest $100,000 by the time in five years. So by the time I'm 30, before I'm 31, so I'm 25 now. So I have a plan. (laughs) That's what I want to do. And that's just to have put in. That's awesome. Yeah. That's a really great goal. So how are you going to... That is an ambitious goal, and it's fabulous. Yeah, so, and talk about a positive money mindset. I yeah. mean, that's exactly what you want people to be thinking about, right? Yeah, so so how are you going to do that? Like, have you, like you've mapped it out. You've got your plan. Like, how do you plan to do that? Yes, so that's a great question because I feel like... I've always been one to set these big, crazy goals, but then I also want to have a plan and a structure behind it. So I don't think that if you just say, oh, I want to do this, you're going to wish something into existence. You have to actually make an effort, you know, put the tools in place and everything. So I've kind of just broken that goal up and set it up as a bridge. So I want to do 13000 next year, put in, 
and then 18,000 the second year, and then the last three years, 24,000. So that's 1,000 a month the first year, 1,500 the second year, third, fourth, and fifth, that's 2,000 a month. And um, based off my current income now, I'm pretty sure I can do it. I just have to, I would have to probably be even more frugal than I am now in the later years. But I am definitely looking forward to increasing my income because as a professional, your income should increase every year. So if it's not, then there's something that you're doing that's not right. So uh, how are you increasing your income? That's a great question. Well, now that I am (laughs) self-employed for the past year, I've just realized that there's so many ways to earn extra money, and now I have the freedom to set my rates and choose who I want to work with and just command how much I want to earn. So choice is up to me, really. Right now, I am running my blog, and I'm also freelance writing on the side. So there's so much more to do with that. And just seeking out more clients, um, getting better partnerships, and just relationships with people that are willing to, and taking on more work or diversifying my income. I want to do some passive income things with my blog. So definitely excited to experiment with a few things. But yeah, but right now, I'm doing freelance writing and then a little virtual assistant work. So I find the key to increasing your income is really focusing in on what you're good at and monetizing that, and then also being okay with diversifying a little bit. Because sometimes I do get tired doing the same thing. So I like having different streams of income that I can pull on because, you know, what I do, it does fluctuate every month. But, yeah, the pros outweigh the cons. (laughs) Yeah, for sure. Yeah, you have totally turned 180 degrees on, on your money mindset. And... You know, from an adulting perspective, you have really mastered the idea of understanding what you need to do in order to get where you want to be. Yes, exactly. So, so how how can other people take what you've done and, and learn from it and go forward and change their money mindset? Yeah. You have to really be in a place where you want to make a change and you have a strong and solid reason why you want to do it. It could be just like I want to just to be have more freedom you could be trying to have a make a better life for your kids or your family and just want to want to do something want to take yourself somewhere i think you really need to find out what your core values are and because that's gonna it's a it's a hard journey i mean every day it's been i've been thinking about paying off the debt and it's been a lot so you have to really find a way to motivate yourself and just uh success stories for me have been big seeing other people do it and finding that courage to just affirmations, if you even will, you know, say you want to do that and um, and then start to act on it and take action. I feel like that's the biggest thing is that you see people that are successful, they've done something and you're like, oh, wow. And people say, oh, you must be really lucky. And it's not luck at all. You have to really put in the effort and you have to be motivated and dedicated and you have to really want it. Yeah, nothing comes by luck. <laughs> For someone who's depressed, or frustrated, I should say, and, you know, perhaps they can't muster up the motivation. You know, everybody's motivated a little differently. Yeah. I mean, what, what other ways can your audience be motivated to take that action when they feel like the odds are stacked against them or, or they don't have the opportunities that everybody else has? Yeah. I would say to definitely put a plan in place and even break that down because I was overwhelmed when I saw all that debt I had and 
I was only making about $28,000 a year at the time. So it was like, well, there's no way I can try to pay it all off in a year like so-and-so. So I felt kind of bad about it. But I was like, well, let me try to break this down into smaller, attainable chunks and just kind of focus on step one. I mean, when you're depressed, what do they say? Step one, get out of bed. And then you move on to step two. So I would definitely break it down into chunks and then see if you can talk to somebody for accountability and to kind of feed off of their energy too to help you because it's hard sometimes. People wonder why you're doing it, especially when you do things with money. Like, why are you trying to pay off debt? Why are you trying to invest? And they don't understand. So You said something really interesting, and it, it made me think of sometimes these wonderful debt stories, debt payoff stories that we read about, we think that they motivate people, but some people take it the opposite way. Yeah, they they, they see they see someone's success and they think, "Wow, there's no way I could ever do that." And you know, they might even give up. So, how do you change that? You know, again, that's a mindset yeah. from from taking a story of a success and seeing it as something that oh you, oh, you could never do that, or or they make excuses like they've had opportunities that I could never have. How do you turn that negative motivation into a positive motivation? You have to take every... I just learned to take a lot of things with a grain of salt. And you have to realize that everyone's story is different. Yes, while some things do motivate and encourage me, I understand coming from that place where you're like, oh, I, could, I couldn't I could do that, or they had this, or you know, some stories people have had certain benefits or certain things. Like I haven't had anyone in my family help me because they weren't able to financially. So... My journey and my path has been a little different, but I think it just comes with not... It's hard because you want to be inspired by other people doing things, but then you don't want to sit there and compare your situation because you're comparing apples to oranges. So I think you just really need to realize that your situation is unique and what's worked for someone else might not work for you, but you have to do it in your own way. And then, like I said, if you're not ready and you're just making excuses, I mean, there's not much I can say because right. you're just probably not ready if you're making a ton of excuses. But there is, you just have to navigate a path for, that works for you. And sometimes it takes some trial and error as well. Yeah, and I think one thing to remember uh, that sometimes we need to remember to touch on is that it's okay to ask for help sometimes. Yeah. And sometimes you need a little professional help. So maybe it's sitting down with a financial planner or a debt counselor, yes. uh, somebody who is uh, you know accredited, or or sitting down with if, if you're having problems with how you feel emotionally or mentally. Sometimes it helps to, to talk to somebody. Yes. And I know that in my life, I've I've found great comfort and help in actually talking to like a professional as. A, a psychologist and, yeah. and getting that help and so I think that's a very important thing to remember is that it's okay to get help when you want to start moving toward changing that mindset so Chancey tell us again where we can find you online well you can check out my personal finance website called mydebtepiphany.com and then I'm also on social media at mydebtepiphany for everything <laughs> Facebook, Twitter, Instagram Fantastic. Well, this has been uh, a great live episode of Adulting.TV coming to you live from FinCon. If you have any questions or if you'd like to give us any feedback, you can go to Adulting.TV slash ask. Ask us any questions that you have. Visit us on Facebook, hashtag Adulting, for our community, our group that you can join. And until next time, remember to behave like a grown-up.
Thank you for listening to Adulting. Find resources for this episode or download other episodes at adulting.tv. Thank you.